the day and I'll go to school tomorrow. First impressions are incredibly important. Honey, you can make a wonderful first impression. Brenda, how could you? He was a jerk, okay? I've made my choice and I choose me. Beverly Hills 90210 fans, welcome to 9021 No So, Beverly Hills 90210 podcast retrospective series. I am JT, and joining me as always on this journey is my buddy Tim. Tim, how are you? JT, I'm doing, you might say, pretty euphoric. Mm. Uh, looking forward to talking about this episode we have before us. And uh, we've got a new, or returning, uh, returning guest, I should yes. say. Yep. Yes, very much so. Um, new to season two, maybe? Has, has he been with us? Oh gosh, fifteen episodes in now. As we uh, chronicle this, season. no, I think last he was with us. It looks like season one, episode eleven. Oh no, he was in season two, yeah, episode eight. Yeah, episode we eight. ushered in this era. All right. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, well, either way, I have a feeling this episode is going to bring us all closer, um, for sure. So, let's go to bring in our guest, and that is Mr. John Kesselika. John, how are you, gentlemen? Great to be here. Yeah, a euphoric evening, one and all, and uh, really great to be back for. Uh, we came in the last time I talked to you guys. We were introducing Emily Valentine. She's going to have a big role in this. And also, I think the first time we spoke, Brandon got into some altered states. And I'm glad to mm-hmm. keep that even consistent mm-hmm. with us yes, yes. getting together. So it looks like this is your third overall time. So you're, you're picking up yep. steam here. Head to the, right. the Magic Five. We'll see who gets to the Magic <laughs> Five first. But uh, you're doing well. We'll welcome you back, of course. Uh, returning guests, we don't really get into the lore and relationship with Nato 2 We just dive right in. So let's do it because we had a lot to cover in this episode tonight. It is Season 2, Episode 15, number 37 overall. Aired November 14th, 1991. So still in the midst of Sweeps Month. We are coming off of the big episode with the death of scott scanlon um and we had a huge rating for that one tim and john and this week we maintain most of the audience last episode at 22.3 this one's got a 20.8 so uh not too much drop off from the big episode there uh seems like the buzz is still hot i'm sure the promos are still flowing here for sweets month uh our next one is going to be the high water mark of the season so we'll cover that in a few weeks looking forward to it um so That'll be a lot of fun, and uh, we're going to dive in tonight, though, to the episode titled Euphoria. U4EA is the actual title, and uh, we'll see why they go with that title uh, quite a bit throughout <laughs> this episode. All right, we open at West Beverly. Emily's giving Brandon a whole shelf in her locker because he needs more room, and she says she likes the idea of his books in her locker, and they kind of banter and flirt and start to make out. We cut over to Brenda, Kelly, and Donna walking the halls and debating going to a movie. Brandon and Emily show up and say they have no plans for the weekend. But Emily says, well, actually, I do have a plan. And everyone can come. We're going to go to an underground club. Changes location every weekend. There's no age limit. There's great music. And anything goes. The only hook is they have to exchange an egg at a certain address. And at that address, when you exchange the egg, you get the location of the party. So everyone's kind of, you know, a little unsure at first i would say but they all pretty much commit to go and brandon says he's in as long as he doesn't have to dance we go to the blaze brandon uh, brandon and emily invite andrea to the club andrea asks oh you could do this for an article and andrea and emily's like no it's just for fun uh they badger andrea a bit about it 
Steve comes in and he's like, what's going on? I'm hearing word about this underground club. Why am I not involved? Um, Emily clues him in. Andrea's still not having it. Emily says, look, I understand if you're scared, Andrea. And of course, that pushes Andrea's buttons. And she says, you know what? I think it would be a good story. And Steve says, why don't you be my date? And Andrea's like, well, what about the hot babes if I'm your date? And he goes, well, if the girls think I'm taken, they're going to want me more. So they go. Andrea doesn't seem too bothered by that being used for this purpose. Um, and yeah. She's in. So the whole crew uh, is going to be in. We get Kelly, Brenda, and Dylan. They're talking about getting parental acceptance for this big night out. Kelly doesn't seem too concerned. Uh, Brenda and Dylan a little bit more concerned about the Walshes. We cut to the uh, Walsh family house in the ba- shared bathroom. Brenda and Brandon are debating how to tell their parents. Uh, they kind of run through different options. They decide they're going to say that they're going to a weekly showing of Killer Tomatoes that airs apparently every Friday night. Uh, we cut over to Kelly's house where Jackie, it's been a minute, uh, grills her about her plans. And Kelly tells her the truth like she said she was going to because they said, look, Jackie's not going to give a shit. But Jackie says, I saw an expose about these clubs and they're illegal. They're in bad neighborhoods and you ain't going. Uh, Kelly, of course, immediately drags Jackie about her addiction problems. And is like, when you were high, you didn't give a shit what I was doing. And Jackie's like, yeah, yeah, the good old days. I get it. But I'm not backing down. You're staying home. So, Tim, uh, uh, we'll pause there before we get into the Jim and Cindy uh, part and into the the pit. But what did you think um, up to this point? Well, I always like these episodes that feel like they're starting, clearly starting on a Friday, a Friday school day. Mm-hmm. Everybody's kind of making plans. And then you get the big build up to whatever sort of event it is. And everybody as their own little story going on, they might have to do a little bit, a little bit of scheming so that they can join, join in for the, uh, uh, maybe not so clean fun here. And, uh, we're getting this whole, um, I don't know, contrivance with the egg and, <laughs> you know, this is one of many things that is just going to feel very, uh, nineties moment in this up. Epi- this is such a nineties episode. Um, so I- I'm really enjoying it from the jump. And I love seeing the Jack and Jill bathroom again in the Walsh house. I feel like it's been too long since we checked on, checked in on Brandon and Brenda in their shared bathroom. Um, you know, they're going to snow Jim and Cindy. Uh, Jack, uh, welcome back to the show. Jackie has a pretty good showing as well. Um, yeah. Exciting. You to know, see laying back. down the law. Mm-hmm. You think she, do you think she watched like an early, like a 1991 dateline? Then that's where she, you know, I love the idea. This, that she watched the expose on this, and uh-huh. that's why she's frightened by not because she has a history of drug abuse in seedy places. That's not what scared her. <laughs> that's it's not the expose what's, yeah. that shook her. And this was not a spoiler, but my my most nineties um, <laughs> of this whole thing was Jackie seeing an expose on underground drug clubs, <laughs> being scared and about that. It. Like because it feels like this, such yeah. oh god, it feels like such a nineties thing. Like those, yeah, exactly. Dateline. 2020 whatever you know get the ad for it it's like you know you know teenagers underground clubs what do you know (laughs) it's it's 11 p.m do you know where your kids are kind of thing um (laughs) yes so yeah it's it's great seeing her back and i like that she does not take the bait when kelly kind of throws the uh the old history in her face um because that was a shitty thing to do it was a very teenagery thing to do by kelly there but uh jackie maintains her composure puts her foot down so good parenting there by uh the still sober uh jackie here and um 
yeah, it, the whole deal with Andrea at the beginning, it's like, it feels like Brandon is still recovering from just getting blasted by her for pretty much the entirety of our last episode. So he's just making a point to include her right away. You know, you don't want to get any, any blowback, any flack, any, Oh, you're being excluded or you're not mm-hmm. part of the gang or, or we canceled plans that we had or whatever. It's like, Hey, you got to do this. You got to come along now. Cause you pitched such a fit before. So, right. Right. You know, again or not. Um, and but it's a tough spot for we her get too, this, because obviously she doesn't is. want to be around Brandon and Emily, like in a dance club, like they're going to be dancing no. or maybe not dancing as Brandon, but at least make it out and stuff. And so it's yeah. tough. But on the flip side, she doesn't want to miss a chance because, you know, if you're ever in this position, you're thinking, OK, well, the guy I likes going to be there. We're going to be having a good time. Like, who knows? Maybe something happens. Right. And if I'm in there. I'm at least at the right place at the right time for something to happen. So it's it's a real. I remember, I remember that party at Donna's Donna's parents' house a year ago. You know, maybe maybe this <laughs> that's right, that's <laughs> right. Um, but Steve being the one to kind of coax her into it is great because we're getting more Steve and Andre action now, which um, as as listeners of this podcast will know, I've been pretty supportive of. But uh, anyway, I don't know. That's my roundup, John. Where are you at on this? Yeah, uh, the show's really hit a like the writers hit a good rhythm with being able to just set everything up in that opening scene, everybody coming together in the locker room and saying, all right, let's get a weekend plan. This is going to be an episode that takes us out of the school. Like you said, Tim, I love that feeling that, all right, it's not all based around uh, high school now, but uh, taking us maybe into a different world. JT you kind of skipped over that, that double entendre from Brandon at the beginning that mm-hmm. they go back and forth yeah. for extended. It's not just one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they go, they go yeah, yeah, yeah. a few times. And one of the things I like Just about flirting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the best parts of the Emily Valentine character. She's kind of brought Brand this side of Brandon out that's a little more yeah. less the perfect like role model character. And he's actually having some well, interactions with people. It makes future interactions with her make more sense. Because like again, I, this is still a little bit of a dark era for me. Like it wasn't until probably the next season where I really got involved and like you know, really followed and understood. So like, I hadn't really seen these and paid attention this closely to understand like just how deep he was with her. And I think that helps explain yeah. future ones where I, where I really didn't like her in the other ones um, because of stuff that happens. And I wonder why he was so, you know, obsessed with her. But then looking back here, it's easy to see why in the future he's like so caught up and hung up still because obviously there is something – you know, he, this is really probably his one true, right? <laughs> this whole thing yeah. um, at this point, at least that's how it's presented so far. Uh, but yeah, the double entendre led me to think like, do you, I think we talked about the last episode, Tim, like have they, have they gone all the way, Emily and Brandon, right? I think we decided yes, but yeah. here the flirting yeah. almost feels like maybe not yet. And maybe they're like inching toward it. Well, the thing is the, the way they're talking, uh, the whole double entendre with a locker, which I never had a, um, a double road locker at any point in school. I don't think so. I guess that's one of the perks of going to West Beverly, but <laughs> anyway, he's reserved, he's reserved the t- top shelf of his locker for Emily. And, uh, I don't know the way they're talking. It's sort of like they joke about now they're moving in together and it's like, well, I mean, in the context of a relationship, you're fucking before you're moving in together, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, right. so I kind of get, I kind of get the sense that they they have made that step, and 
the the show hasn't really um explicitly said so but for them to be as into each other as they are i'm just kind of taking it as red yeah i read it as that they they have been uh in the in the like next episode we get in like very clearly uh stated but it, it feels just like they definitely have at this point uh okay I loved, you know, you guys talked about Steve here, and I listened to the Halloween episode recently. That one just just dropped. Like Steve has taken a turn as a character here, and is actually kind of, you know, rounding into the person he would later be, and not just mm-hmm. this goofball kind of sidekick character. We saw it from when he stood up for Kelly, and now he's he's actually has has a brain to him. It seems, even though his brain yeah. in this goes to I hear those places are raging babe fests. Uh, right. You know, he's actually he's actually part of the gang and not just like along for the ride as much. Well, and it, it yeah, I think he's taking a little shine to Andrea. Like, you know, mm-hmm. in the episode where she was going to move, he was the one that kind of got her to, to smile at the end and be like, you can't leave. We need you here. So I think he's yeah. like a little more sensitive to her and her feelings to Brandon and even just in general, trying to make sure she's included. So I, I think it's like a, it was kind of a low key, nice thing. He plays it off because he's Steve, right? He's, oh yeah, it's about the babes. Yeah, yeah. But I think deep down, he really wanted Andrea to be his date and like go with her to this. Because I think he does like I her, the, or at least cares yeah. enough about her. I love the scene in the blaze where the just Brandon's cluelessness and because the, the Andrea and Emily both just have these reactions as he's going back and forth between them. They both don't want either of the other the other person to be there right but you can see like like they just when he's talking to andrea um emily's looking away like rolling her eyes and then andrea when emily is kind of flirting with him is same thing like oh, i think emily out. secretly wanted her there i do think she wanted think her to come because really? i think she knew by what she said she knew it was going to nudge andrea to do it because mm. she like said it in a prodding way knowing because i think she wanted to rub it in her face so I yeah, think she wanted her yeah, to come maybe so she could make her sit there and watch her and Brandon make out and, you know, have a good time or whatever. So I, I do think she wanted her to go. And I think that's why she says, oh, if you're afraid, you don't have to go. She knew that would prod Andrea to go. Like if she didn't want her to go, I think she would have been nice to her about it. Like, she oh, you know, yeah, you know, you, yeah, right. Yeah, it just kind of stayed out of it. So I think she wanted it there to kind of rub her nose in it a little bit. Devilish. Um, all right. Devilish woman. Uh, all right, Brenda and Brandon. Yeah. Good oh, sorry, I was going to say early on, you also had Kelly is kind of, we've had everybody come together in the last couple episodes. It's nice to see Kelly mm-hmm. reverting to her natural state of disliking David uh, when they were talking. <laughs> yes. about it. It's like, well, don't invite him. <laughs> I thought she was like, you know, we're going to go through it, but I felt like she was really nasty to him. I, I take it more. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's been since Halloween episode. She's clearly been very um, angry about like being single and, yeah. and kind of feeling stuck. And I think she's mm-hmm. just taking it out on David because now Donna seemingly is not single anymore. So I'm actually yeah. reading this more as like her friend found someone and she's still single. She's the one to share a boyfriend, not Donna historically. And I mm. think it's just easy pickings to like, you know, David's easy fodder for her to just, oh, he's a nerd, he's a loser, wow. he's a well, geek. You know, like he's just plus, trying to demean him to try and get Donna to dump him and, and go back to being a single friend. Yeah, not not to mention her mom is dating his dad, which I know that yeah, was a whole true. thing. But she probably figured by now that would have fizzled, right? And it's like, 
what the hell? Like my mom is doing better in the dating department than I am. And with this fucking loser's dad at that, right? Like she's probably just beside herself thinking this is absurd. You know, how did, how did this happen? You know, how did we get here? How am I the hottest girl in school stuck with nobody? Brenda's got Dylan, you know, Brandon's got Emily and now Donna's got David and here I am. You know, Mel's stuck got pining Jackie. for fucking Steve. <laughs> stuck pining for fucking Steve at this point. Right, um, right. All right. So Brendan and Brandon talk to Jim and Cindy. They don't even have any questions. They're like sucked into watching some movie. Um, so they're like, yep, yep, have fun. And then they kind of say we may be late. And Jim and Cindy perk up. And they end up agreeing as a 1.30 a.m. special curfew uh, because they're together. So they can keep an eye on each other, basically. And they make sure – they make a point of that. Like, okay, because you're going together, we trust you that you'll have each other's back, basically. Uh, Kelly is studying. She's wearing a big robe. Jackie's all smile. She's heading to Mel's and she basically says, you know, have a good night. Sorry, you're going to go, blah, blah, blah. As soon as she leaves, Kelly takes the robe off, uh, still all dressed for the club and sneaks out behind Jackie. I, I, I know we had to do this for the sake of time for the episode, but I feel like she went really quick. <laughs> like, like yeah. could Jackie have even left the fucking house yet? Like, we know this is like a two story condo or whatever. It's, it's like, did she really get out of the. Did you really get out of the front door before like Kelly's got that robe off the minute Jackie closes her bedroom door? Like I would have waited. I would have looked out the window, made sure she left, then taken the robe off, you know? Well, I mean, yeah, it, it was, probably it took her a while to, to navigate the office slash kitchenette. Um, with upstairs the computer. Suite. Yeah. yeah. With the computer <laughs> all nightstand. <laughs> um, Sorry, John. Sorry. Just amateur sneaking out. Like you said, by Kelly here, yeah. if it, you know, Get everybody. Well, someone maybe that never had to, you know, she never had to. Maybe Jackie was always Mm, passed out, so she's just doing whatever she wanted. Um, All right, the crew meets at the Peach Pit. Brenda's still got cold feet about this, and you know she's kind of hemming and hawing to Dylan, and she says, "Well, I feel like we're only doing this because Emily said so." And it's kind of like, "Well, you really don't like Emily, huh?" And she's like, "No, no, I'm okay with it. If you know Brandon, if Brandon's okay with her, I'm okay with her. It's kind of where we leave it." Nat comes over, tells them all good, have a good night, and tells Emily Brandon's going to an early a.m. shift tomorrow, so not to be out too late. Uh, they're still waiting on Steve and Andrea, but Emily says, look, we got to go. We have to exchange a sag. Uh, David's clearly trying a little too hard here to, like, be cool and fit in, which, again, I feel like doesn't necessarily go with what he's been doing lately. Like, this almost felt like the David of season one, to your point, Tim. Um, like, it's like, it doesn't feel like the the modern David who's been in the DJ booth a little bit cooler doing different stuff. I guess maybe it's his first like real girlfriend. So he's like trying to fit in more, but he's kind of been in the crew lately. So I don't know. This one felt a little bit off to me, but um, I think he's also maybe a little antsy because of what they're out. It's not like they're all just going to see a movie, right? It's yeah. Going to this underground club thing. And that's, I mean, as new as it is to them, it's, we have to keep in mind he is a year younger and, as right. much as he is kind of the, um, you know, hippest guy in the room most of the time, uh, this is maybe a bit intense for him. So he's, I don't know, just a little nervous. He's also rebounded quickly from his friend shooting himself in the well, last <laughs> There is that. <laughs> I do wonder, you know. <laughs> like the whole I know, how much has. time has passed here? I mean, has it? I guess we're a supposed week. to assume maybe at least a few. You think it's just a week? I don't you, know. Do you think like the pa- the parents might show some more concern and <laughs> any of these things would have come up? Well, the thing, the, you know what the crazy thing is? We talked about how that episode is not available on streaming. Um, 
so if you're just watching this on you know paramount plus or whatever and you just go from episode 13 to episode 15 none the wiser i mean it's not that it's not really a, a much of a you're not really left in the dark you just figure well i guess I guess Halloween was Scott's send off. I guess, you know, they just wrote him out. Big deal. No right. loss there. And like Brandon yeah, and this Emily are like a lot closer. Yeah. yeah. It's just, um, you really don't, I hate to say you don't miss anything by not seeing that episode, but they could have at um, least said in this one, because the way David behaves and, and what he does, we'll get to it in a second. Uh-huh. They could have at least threw a line in where he's like, look, we know you're still hurt, man, but like, take it yeah. easy you know what i mean like, like it, that's all they really needed to do or, or have him say when they're like oh why are you buying that or whatever you know we'll talk about a second but you know he just says look it's been a tough few weeks so, like that's all they really needed to do like they didn't mm-hmm. need to expound yeah. upon it or and just reference it that it's been hard you know because there's truly no acknowledgement of that <laughs> no none um, so Kelly asked Donna why David has to come everywhere with them. And Donna says, look, you better get used to it. <laughs> like, this is, this is it. Like, I like yeah. them and we're going to hang out. Uh, Steve and Andrea still aren't there. So the crew leaves without them. They show up at the convenience store. Emily exchanges $10 for the information and the egg. Uh, they all buy some stuff, including David buying a $16 bottle of whiskey uh, without even having to show an ID. This guy just does not give a fuck at all. <laughs> so he gives him a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Uh, the crew arrives at the club. David's bragging up the whiskey. And Kelly says, shut up. Nobody cares. Which popped me. Was, <laughs> this, her delivery is so fucking dismissive. She's like, shut the fuck up. It's like some of this has completely had it with, with other person throughout the night. And just was no, nothing God. here. Nothing that they have to say at all. She's like, shut up. Uh, Brenda wants to go see a movie, but they press on and head inside. So again, she's kind of panicking. She's like, look, why, why are we doing this? And Emily's like... It's kind of like you're at the top of the, of the roller coaster line. Like you're already here. You might as well just take the roller coaster down versus walking back down. And Dylan <laughs> yeah, gives the warning yeah. to Brenda. Like a lot of people come here looking for drugs. We go inside. David said, this is trippy. And Dylan's all over him. He's like, why? Why are you tripping? You take acid? <laughs> and they all kind of banter about it. David's like, no, it's just like, you know, whatever, crazy. And they kind of talk about the meaning of trippy. Um, David asks who's in on the whiskey. Kelly calls him a geek and says, "You better not, you better not barf in my beamer or be a lush." Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Donna sets her straight. She's like, "Chill the fuck out." Basically, David takes a swig and he, he does not like the taste, but he seemed like someone's going to mm-hmm. keep going with it. Uh, Kelly tells Donna she gets nostalgia for Steve, and Emily says, "Yeah, it can get pretty depressing without a boyfriend." Uh, so poor Steve. <laughs> Basically, yep, yep, you'll hit rock bottom when you're single and no one else is. Um, Brenda tells Dylan that Emily rubs her the wrong way, but Dylan says she rubs someone the right way. And we look over and see Emily and Brandon uh, making out in the corner. So, John, what do you think up to this point of uh, the episode? Uh, just outstanding. The the club setting, which I imagine to be, for some reason in my memory, it was a little scuzzier than this. And I guess we get to that later. But, you know, we see everybody kind of pulling in different directions. I love Emily's just snarkiness back to Kelly. Life's really hard without a boyfriend. We, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, setting that, that attitude in Kelly of feeling kind of left out here. Uh, why, the, why do you think Dylan has such familiarity with, with like a dance club? I feel, I feel like when he was <laughs> in his, in his days, we always refer to him just like hanging out in the hotel room. I don't picture him going mm-hmm. to the underground dance club like this, but. Maybe well, not. drug club. I mean, like I think he just. Yeah. yeah, I think he's just like wise to the scene. You know, what I mean, like he just knows people he that know people that know people. 
Yeah, he watched the expose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Him and Jackie. But Brenda, in perfect Brenda fashion, when Dylan says, oh, you know, some people come here for the drugs, immediately turns it into, you know, concern. Are you going to be okay? She's such a... Are like, you going to take uh, drugs? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dylan, I, I'm scared. Like, are you going to do this? That that whole trope for her is amazing. And David primped out in his shoulder pads, ready to go, uh, you know, then hit take the dance floor. Looks awesome. In reading up on this episode, you read uh, in an interview with Christina, and she's like, yeah, we're supposed to go to this nightclub, and she doesn't dance in real life, and Brandon's character doesn't dance, so that's how they got out of it. And when we see them, it's mm -hmm. like, whoa, look at them. They're just standing, <laughs> kind right, of like right. petting at each other. So it worked that out. That's funny. One thing we missed uh, out of in again, from the same interview, is that uh, – uh, actually, we'll come to it later because it's about the euphoria. Keep going. Sorry. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I, I love the exchanging egg scene in, in the liquor store. And David just kind of being like, eh, a bottle of whiskey. You know, clearly just kidding, not thinking he can get away with it. The guy's like 20, 25 bucks or whatever. He's <laughs> just like, uh, I've got it, I guess. <laughs> so good on David for actually scoring some yep. booze without really even trying. Um I, this is one of many moments that is just making me uh, mainly want to hang out with David at this stupid club. <laughs> um, and yeah, the whole Brenda and Dylan thing is like, it's, we talked about this in previous episodes, how this is another episode where they're just sort of the stable couple. It isn't about them, but they're, they're a pretty strong force in the episode and they're together. They're pretty much happy and healthy. Um, but I think the reality of, of these two is that they are pretty codependent. Um, and we haven't really seen the a negative side to that really so far here in, in the course of their relationship and in the, in the show. Um, and in fact, here, it's kind of like they're, they're codependent in a way that they kind of bring out the best in each other, right? Where they're kind of looking out for each other. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I also think it's telling that they are they are dressed like the biggest squares of this group, um, <laughs> which you would not really expect from like a Dylan, right. Or even a Brent, right, honestly. Yeah. I mean, she's usually pretty trendy and they're like, you know, they're, they're clearly dressed in a way that they really don't look like they know what they're getting into. Um, yeah. And maybe Dylan is, is a little bit more wise to it than Brenda, but it's like, uh, yeah. Like, I get the impression they didn't really think this would work, like the whole exchange and egg thing. Haha, ha, whatever. We'll just end up seeing a movie, right? But it right, turns out this here. was on the level. Real. Now yeah. they're here. Yeah, like you said, you're at the top of the roller coaster now. It's like, ah, oh, shit. And with the mood Kelly's so, uh, in, too, like, she should have just taken the out and stayed home. Like, I feel like she's so honestly, down on yeah. it. She knew yeah. David was coming. She knew this was probably a bad idea. Maybe she's hoping to meet someone, but... It felt like she had the out to bail and she should have bailed. You know, it's like she's so negative mm -hmm. on it immediately. Like, just take it. Like, Jackie told you not to go. Say, sorry, I really couldn't leave. I couldn't get out. So, yeah. You know, Tim uh, mentioned, Steve, Tim, you mentioned, yeah. Sorry, 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 Jason. Sorry. Tim, you mentioned that Brenda and Dylan kind of being this steady couple that we've seen. And it's been that way for several episodes. It reminds me, Justin, you used to always say in some of the pay per view reviews you guys did for bringing back to wrestling of like something to be said for just a title win like a defense right. and that feels like they're going mm -hmm. through this now. They're just the, 
we know they're the champions. They're the winning couple, and they're, <laughs> they're moving through. And it feels it feels like a, a consistency to it that it's not we're not getting that serial uh, like story of the week because we have them here. Yeah, they just they just seem happy, and it's like they they almost mention it every episode too, where like one other character mentions at least once. Like you guys seem like you're in a good place. It's like they're reinforcing yeah. that you know they they don't have they don't really fight. They're just kind of just kind of a happy high school couple. So. Steve and Andre show up at the Peach Pit. They realize they got left behind. Um, I thought they were going to get mad, like that they got left, but I think then they explained why they knew they were going to get left because they were late. <laughs> Steve basically says that Andre's grandmother held them hostage during dinner. Um, so uh, that's nice. I wish I, we I had seen kinda this. Nice. I wish oh, we had God, seen this. One scene, I know. You know, but Steve, it's nice that he made it like a real date. You know, like he went went to Andrea's house and had dinner with her grandmother yeah. and like took her hair. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Enjoyed um, her cooking. It sounds like had the chocolate. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, Oh, it was food. Food was good. Um, so they knew they were probably going to get screwed because they, they roll in late. Uh, Nat gives Steve and Andrea a map from Emily of where to go. It's written. I scribbled on a napkin and he says, here, you're going to bring this egg to exchange. Andrea spills coffee on the map. Um, so she's not immediately great right now. Like, First, they're late because of grandma, and now they're, um, you know, the map that they were relying on on this napkin is destroyed by by coffee. So uh, we'll see if they can find their way. And, we go and to that the, basically the... throws them out. <laughs> he's, he's like, just go. Just go. He goes, I've got it. Just go. No part of this. <laughs> uh, we go to the club. Brandon and Emily are flirting still. He doesn't want to dance. They talk about a guy with a jersey on. It has a number four on it. And Brandon's kind of, he's like, oh, I like that jersey. Uh, but Emily says it, you know, means he sells euphoria right on the dance floor. Because it's the four. Uh, $25 a hit. Emily seems intrigued. Dylan and Brenda come over. They joke about David trying to be cool, dancing with Donna and Kelly. Uh, Kelly said, you know, leaves the dance floor, comes over and says she feels like a fifth wheel. Uh, Brenda starts to point out some different guys for Kelly out on the dance floor. Um, Dylan jokes that Brandon should get a fishnet shirt like some of the guys out there. Uh, Kelly then says, I like that guy with the number four jersey. And Brandon basically says, look, he's a he's a uh, drug seller, drug seller, drug dealer. Um, Emily gives him a look like you weren't supposed to really say that because, you know, how would you know? And Kelly's like, you know, you're a square. What, how do you fucking know? He's like, I goes, I'm a journalist. I'm supposed to know. I, you know that's why I know these things because I know what's I know what's happened in these days. Um, Emily says she sees an old friend from San Francisco and walks away. Uh, David invites her to dance with her him and Donna. She goes, it's okay, I'm not into threesomes. Uh, which is, again, Emily kind of treading the double entendre line mm -hmm. this whole episode. Mm -hmm. uh, Emily then, we see that she is talking to the Euphoria guy and buys the drugs. Uh, we go to Steve and Andrea. They're bickering as they're driving around. They're trying to follow this map on the napkin. Uh, Andrea shits on the map, says that Emily didn't do a good job. It seems like, no, you fucked it up. Um, and then he kind of apologizes to Andre for being short. They go into the convenience store. They try to exchange the egg. And the cashier thinks it's legitimately an exchange of an egg. She's like, we need a receipt. Steve thinks maybe it's part of the deal. Andre's like, no, this isn't right. Steve knows. He's like, no, it is. This is part of the game. Uh, the cashier says, what's wrong with the egg? And then basically says, I'm going to call the police. because I don't know what you two got going on right now. And they realize this isn't the place for them. And they take off, Tim. So uh, what do you think of the first kind of big club scene and uh, the convenience store mishap here? 
Yeah, like like John, I think I remember this club being a little scummier with it. Like, like it's an underground club. Like it's not even officially mm-hmm. supposed to be a thing, and it it sure looks like a real legit club that anybody can just go to, right? Um, and I will say that. Um, so I don't know. I got a little curious. Maybe I got a little nostalgic for the early '90s and and threw up a, uh, a TV source version of this episode um, to see what the original music was during some of these uh, early club scenes where they're just kind of, we're just kind of making the rounds, right? Um, seeing if there's anything I recognize. And we'll, we'll get to it, certainly. I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, jump ahead here, but um, mm-hmm. it wasn't a lot that I, it, it didn't sound familiar to my ear. It sounded kind of, vaguely depeche modish um just kind of that like early 90s what would have been maybe industrial before nine inch right. nails sort of thing uh, yeah. with some just kind of like dance kind of i don't know like again nothing you would have really heard um right but very generic like dance music and i was like mm, all right well that's a little disappointing so this was a case where i kind of found the um the replacement song, and we never have any idea what these actually are because they're just whatever production. Yeah, we'll see you later. We might get a couple, but yeah. Um, it was actually kind of, I don't want to say an improvement necessarily, but mm. seemed just fine in comparison to right. the yeah. to the original. And that's rarely the case with this show, but this is one where they really, I think, um, they nailed it. So good job there in the temp music uh, production department here for this episode. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, more, you know, just Emily being very provocative and suggestive here. And, um, you know, right away, we we know where this is headed, where she points at, which she points out the dealer. Right. So we're kind of zeroing in on that. Um, you know, Steve and Andrea bickering is kind of fun. Uh, they're like an old married couple and the scene with the, uh, the wrong egg exchange with that very gobsmacked looking cashier, which is very funny to me. Um, yeah. One she of felt like many... like, it was like, it would have been like in a nineties, like Ernest movie or something. Like oh that. yeah. Or totally. Pee Wee Herman, you know, like one of those movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, just one of many standout scenes in this episode just totally cracked me up. Um, so I'm, I'm really, I'm really digging the episode at this point, John. Yeah, that to that scene is one of the funniest, definitely the funniest in the episode, and one of the funniest of the season. Perfectly cast with the 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 register lady and just kind of like conf- the confusion among it, and also the weird like the close shot of Steve and Andrea that's like coming back as he's like earnestly pushing the egg mm-hmm. like in front, trying to. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's grill for some reason that's seared in my mind from this episode. Is that Steve like holding that in his oh, smile? Jacket. Yeah. But yeah, with that mm-hmm. smile going. Tim, you mentioned earlier that Brenda and Dylan were like came like the total square dressed like total squares. I feel like the whole gang yeah. are the biggest squares at this club. I mean, but I like it though. It's on they don't they didn't know what they were getting to. Like yeah. Emily looks the the best because she kind of knew, right? And the rest yeah. of them, yeah, they look like they're going to a literal like club. Dance actual club. club they're sitting on couches and stuff instead of you know going out and dancing there yeah yeah they, yeah they are uh they're definitely out of place and brandon's just you know asserting his fake street smarts all of a sudden with bren he's a drug dealer mm-hmm. <laughs> is way to go bren 
Brilliant. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a journalist. Yeah, I'm a journalist. Hitting the streets, Brandon. <laughs> Street journalism there. So uh, good stuff. I, I swear I remember or for some reason believed that the drug dealer was wearing a Brett Favre jersey. It's not <laughs> generic <know>. number four. <laughs> well, I don't think Favre would have been hot enough yet to no. be like a jersey someone would wear in California. Yeah, it's just yeah. very generic. I don't know if there was a number four on the Raiders at that point or something, but uh, all right. Uh, Emily's back with Brandon at the club and she says she got the euphoria. It takes a minute for Brandon to realize like what she's talking about and basically comes out and says it like, here, I got this bag of shit we're going to take. And Brandon's not about it. He wants nothing to do with it. Emily begs him, tries to give him in uh, to give in. She said it's a love drug. It brings new couples close. Brandon says he has no tolerance for chemicals, but Emily rides him a bit and basically says, is there any way you would ever do this? And he says, maybe if a poltergeist snuck in the middle of the night and slipped it in my mouth, I would take it. And Emily says, okay, fine. Message message uh, received. We see David is drunk. He comes over and offers Brandon some whiskey. Emily says she's going to go get some sodas. David is super drunk talking to Brandon. Uh I love. I thought this was pretty. Funny. I love this. It's yes. like the most. It was like me and Rotella, like at a bar right here. Because uh, he's like, you know, D- Donna. Donna likes me, but why don't you like me? You know, it's and it's like Brandon's so fucking annoyed to be dealing with this right now, mm-hmm. but he's too nice to really say anything about it. So he's just letting David sit there and and you know, do the full on drunk "I love you, man" in his face. <laughs> really good scene. Uh, Donna and David are dancing. Kelly says they shouldn't have brought David. <laughs> Donna's like, what the hell? Like, we're having fun. Leave me alone. Like, we're, you know, having a good time. Um, we see Emily at the bar slips the euphoria into the sodas. We then see Dylan, Brenda, David, and Donna all dancing. They're having fun. Emily and Brandon drink the sodas. They're making out. Brandon and Emily walk around the club. Brandon's asking some weird questions about the bumps on your tongue and says he feels really good. He feels alive. And they start to make out some more. Emily says, Brandon, you just feel euphoric. And again, Brandon doesn't get it at first. And then she <laughs> basically jams it in face. He's like, you feel euphoric from the euphoria I gave you. <laughs> I spiked you. Uh, Brandon's not happy. Uh, she says she loves him. Uh, Emily says he said he would try it if someone slipped it to him. But he's like, that's not what I meant. And Emily just basically says, it's too little, too late. Just enjoy the ride. It's over. You know, we're here regardless. You, you already got it in you. So just go with it. And Brandon says he doesn't want to flip out. And Emily says you won't. Just jam- dance and have a good time. And we fade out on them dancing. Uh, so, John, what did you think of Emily? This is a p- pretty big step here, slipping the, uh, the Mickey in. Emily, yeah. Emily, first off, just with the, the purchase of the drugs and just flat out being like, here we go. Let's We're, we're going to get down on this, Brandon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you say? And uh, was really upfront, but, you know, seemed accepting of it. And obviously with her ulterior motive of, of dosing his drink, you know, just just a misstep on her part, right, <laughs> of, uh, of drugging Brandon. But then outwardly telling him seems like another weird step that she's no, mm. no, no, no. You took the drug, I swear. Like, so you feel great. Isn't this awesome? Of course, Brandon gets triggered by that and uh, sets them down that path. And JT Kelly just her, her spitefulness for for, for mm-hmm. David just is on on a different level here. I feel like it's one of those episodes where if everything could be going great for Kelly, she'd be like, "This is the greatest time." If only he wasn't here, 
Yeah, it's like he's not even doing anything in that scene. He's not no. really acting crazy yet. Yeah. She's just dancing with Donna. And it's just like, I don't know why he came. He shouldn't have come. It's like, geez. So here's where uh, reading on the episode, we missed out. If only they had shot some of this stuff. The original script called for uh, Emily and Brandon to then be like standing and dancing on the table in the bar, shouting, oh, singing nice. Euphoria to the song Gloria. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that might have been a little much. I'm, I'm kind of okay with that not happening. And I feel like we were robbed of that of that scene. Maybe uh, towards the end where they yeah. where the car gets involved, I could I could right. see right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like they're doing it there. Yeah. Um, but still, that's that's a great visual. <laughs> um, well, see, this is this is kind of what I'm talking about. I mean, yes, David is being a bit obnoxious in the way that anyone who's very drunk is going to seem obnoxious to you when you're stone cold sober. Right. Um, but at least he's a fun drunk. I mean, it's yeah, not yeah, like he's, he's whatever being belligerent or, or starting fights or anything. Right. You can kind of see the writing on the wall that he's going to be a sloppy mess soon, but he's, sure, he's yes, he's sure. not being an idiot. He's not starting fights. Yeah. He's just having a good time. He's just being very social and very friendly. And yeah, seems, I mean, uh, sipping on that jack too if, if i'm in this situation anyway um i mean it's you know granted brandon is a tightwad but he did set his boundaries with emily he made it very clear to her this is not something he wanted to do especially given his history um and she really didn't respect it right she she fully crossed the line here by by spiking his drink um mm -hmm. I know it gets a little heavy handed. It, it gets very heavy handed <laughs> towards the end. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is like a, you know, clearly it's being played as this is not cool guys. Like right. your, your romantic, your love interest should not be spiking your drink with, with anything, not, yeah. not a good look. And um, uh, to your point, John, like in the way that she tells him, like she does fess up, but she clearly, waits until she's picking her spot right like she's right. she's telling him at a point where she knows he's going to be past the point of really being able to put up a fight and at that point it's like well clearly if you're not if you're not that angry about it then a part of you must have wanted to try it all along and it's not that big a deal right and he's just sort of mm, <laughs> he's too happy and euphoric yeah, he's, he's yeah, not basically. getting out of there. He's, not, you know, he's still like because she's telling him pretty early on. You feel he would be of a clear mind to be like, you know what? Let's just get out of here. Just like Kelly could have taken the out and stayed home. Yeah, but Brandon, I don't know. He has a thing for Emily. Like they really were, mm -hmm. were you know, into each other. So he's he's loosened up a bit. This was a line okay. he had said, mm -hmm. but uh, now that he's he's crossed it unintentionally, he's gotta kind of just tough it out, I guess, or go like go pre. Or very early, Emily Brandon would not have even let it get to this point, right? He would right. as soon as she pointed out that dealer, which I'm not even sure they'd get as far as making it into the inside the club. But yeah, let's say that he very reluctantly goes along with that. As soon as she points out the dealer, he's like, "All right, we're leaving." Right? That's you can see the very subtle but gradual um, inroad she has made on this guy. Like, and we talked about it last time, JT, about how it hasn't been, they haven't really been, um, for forcing it down our throats, but if you're pay really paying attention, you're seeing 
you're seeing how she got her hooks in him. And, and it's mm-hmm. not in a way that really vilifies the Emily character. It's just I think she really how, cares for him. I really likes him. She's uh, yeah, got an edge. Yeah. That, and, and, and how it's yeah. the influence it's had over Brian. It's not so yeah. much that she's, I mean, I mean, I know I made the joke, oh, she's so devilish, the seductress, but really he's just so fallen into her orbit mm-hmm. um, that he is, he is changing as a person uh, before our eyes. And um, this was still a line he was not willing to cross. So this is where this is where we uh, are really at an impasse now with or we shall be in their relationship. All right. Steve and Andrea are still trying to find the store. Andrea blames Emily for the map. Steve says, no, you spilled the coffee. Andre takes digs at Emily and starts going on a rant. And Steve just kind of looks at her and makes a cat noise. <laughs> uh, Andrea just lets it loose. We go back to the club. Donna wants to sit, but David wants to keep dancing. He makes an awful George and uh, Barbara sure Bush joke. <laughs> just yeah. goes nowhere. Then he gets emo um, a little bit with Donna. Dylan, Brendan, Kelly come over. No one's happy. Kelly says he only got 45 minutes left. Uh, we're going to turn to the pumpkins. We're going to get home. And they're going to start wrapping up. Kelly and Brendan go to the bathroom. They're trying to find it. They see Emily and Brandon dancing. And Kelly says, well, I'll at least give her credit for getting Brandon to loosen up. Brandon wants to go outside. Emily says, just enjoy it. The first rush you ever have is the best. Brandon kind of realizes now that Emily was lying before, that she has done this. Um, but still, again, he's just too far gone to really get mad about it. Uh, we're back to the car. Steve and Andrea are arguing. They're sarcastic. Andrea wants to call it a night, but Steve wants to forge on. And Steve, you know, basically says, like, well, Andrea says, like, look, they're always together. Like, they're just always together. I have no chance. And he's like, you got to stand up for yourself. Get in his face like Emily does. Like, get the FaceTime. Stop apologizing for who you are and get into the game, which I thought was a great line from Steve. He's like, yeah, you know, you're you. You're not Emily. And, you know, Brandon likes you, but you're sitting on the sideline. So get your ass in the game and make it a challenge. Make it, you know, play play a role here. Uh, Andrea notices that there's a guy with spiked hair holding an egg going into the store. And they kind of laugh that they figured out what the convenience store was. So they're there. Uh, Kelly and Brenda are bitching about the gross bathroom. They notice needles on the floor of the bar. And it's almost like the beer goggles came off at, at that time. Because they look <laughs> around and they see, you know, someone shooting up in the corner and some other more skeezy stuff. And it's like, they kind of realize now officially like what's really happening around them. Kelly and Brendan want to get the hell out of there. Dylan says, I will not leave without Brandon, no matter what. Um, Kelly's kind of being shitty still. She's like, fine, whatever. I'm going outside. So she goes outside with Brand, uh, Brendan to wait. Dylan goes and wrangles David and Donna. David says, how do they get the club to spin like this? Uh, which is a good line. He's a mess. He barely makes it outside. And he starts throwing up. And he kind of goes off to the side. You hear him vomiting everywhere. Uh, they see Brandon and Emily making out in the hood of Brandon's car. Dylan, <laughs> Dylan's great here. He's like, all right. <laughs> I don't know, it's like a, a, it's like a yes. hair metal video for him. He was like, yeah. He's like, all right. Look at Brandon making out the hot chick on the roof of the car with the freaking Brandon's got the leather jacket on, no shirt on the it's like just yeah, living the dream. Um, but the the this is a really well shot scene, I thought, because David, we don't usually get this much like physical comedy on the show, but David mm-hmm. stumbles out, he's thrown up. Dylan sees them. He's like, you know, all right, yeah, it's my man. Look at him, party! And as soon as he says party, you just hear David puke again right after it, <laughs> which is <laughs> yes. really funny. It was really well done. Uh, Dylan helps David out. 
Kelly's and then they smash yeah. cut to Dylan. Yeah, yeah, Dylan's just helping yeah. him. Yeah, not even a, uh, a walkover. It is over there. Uh, Kelly says, I gotta get home. Uh, and Brenda tells her just to leave. Uh, and she says, come on, Donna, you're coming with me. But Donna says she's not going to leave David. So we get another smash cut. And they're loading David in the back of the, <laughs> the convertible. And they drive off. And Kelly clearly not happy here. Um, Dylan and Brenda break up. Brandon and Emily. Brandon's got the shirt off. Dylan says, what's going on? Brandon's just cracking jokes. Him and Emily are flirting. Uh, Brandon makes a joke about Dylan's alcoholism. And now Dylan's had it. He tells him to shut the fuck up. Uh, Brenda demands the car keys, but Brandon says he ain't ready to leave. And we all know Brenda doesn't drive very well. Uh, Dylan takes the keys and he gives Brandon 40 bucks for a cab and they take off. Brenda doesn't want to leave Brandon, but Dylan says right now Brandon's high and he won't give a shit about anything until tomorrow. Brandon then stands on the car seductively while Brenda and Dylan are talking. He's like behind them, staring down at them. Uh, and then him and Emily keep joking. And Dylan says, look, I'm tempted every day. Like, I just... I'm, Saying strong and him and Brenda leave. Um, so John, I want your thoughts on all this, but I'm like, I don't know why Dylan didn't take the car. Like yeah. he left them cab money and took the keys, like just yeah. drive the car home. Or did he, I guess he took his own car, right? So he, he took his home. own car. Yeah. But I guess just have Brenda the, drive it. Like force them off Brenda the hood. drive. Yeah. Like it seemed questionable to say like, we're not going to let you drive a car. Like he knew nothing good was going to happen to leaving this car in this place. So We'll get to it, but I kind of low-key blame Dylan for the fucked-up car. I feel like he should have <laughs> taken more of a role. I guess he tries a little bit, but... Um, well, also, I think it's like they're leaving, they're leaving Brandon there, and you'll hear you know, the Walsh's you know, kind of stick to that. Right, and again, that was Dylan that made yeah. Brenda leave him. So he kind of made her leave him behind and put him in a situation where there was no way he was going to be able to take his car home from this place. So mm-hmm. I, I, and I'm fine with it. I'm fine with him taking the keys, but you got to take the car. You can't leave the car mm-hmm. in this spot with no keys. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so going back, we've got, before we even get to this amazing scene outside the club, kudos to Steve Sanders, two out of three episodes channeling is like motivational speaker. And mm-hmm. he's talked to Donna at the Halloween party. He's like, Hey, people will like you for you. Right. Yep. We all do. <laughs> and now he's doing the same for Andrea. So yeah, yeah three in a row me. because he did it for Andre too with her when she was going to leave. He's yeah. like, you're the, basically the glue of the group. We need you here. Like all this other shit. So yeah, that's like three straight where he's propping <laughs> these girls up, you know? Yeah. If only one of them would date him. But that's <laughs> right. I think Andrea would if she wasn't so hung up on Brandon. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but, and I agree with you 100% on the uh, just the shooting of the scene outside from Dylan yelling party, the weird smash cuts, the Total, you know, this is the behind the music low for Brandon, like when he's standing on the car, looming in the background, like this, <laughs> like just kind of leering over Brando. Oh yeah, Brando. that shot was crazy. <laughs> with the, sh- I, is that Emily's jacket he's wearing and with no shirt? I guess because he didn't wasn't wearing a leather. He was wearing a blazer when they got there. Yeah, it must be her jacket, I guess. Oh yeah, I think he is wearing her jacket. Now I want to back it up and and find out because she had kind of like. Some weird patches. She had like an American yeah. flag on one shoulder. I think it is hers. I think it is hers, which is hilarious. Yeah, was, <laughs> yeah you're right. He was wearing like a blazer. Yeah, yeah. that's great. The don't go, don't go away, mad. Just go away. Shout to him yes. from behind. Yes. And Dylan with, uh, don't you see? He's got, he's got the girl. He's got the car. He's got everything. Like until <laughs> tomorrow, <laughs> like, when when I wake up. It's awesome. Just one hundred percent. And. Brenda again with her her false concern or her just over concern. Do you think he'll be okay? 
I thought if anybody would be tempted, it'd be you. Like she's just always pushing this back on Dylan. Dylan, are you sure you're gonna be okay? <laughs> like you're the one who has a problem, not not Brandon. <laughs> right? It's just great. It's yeah. Um it, this whole thing just melts down into a shit show. And I am re-watching the scene back. It is definitely her jacket. It, okay. It's clearly like too small for him, for one thing. Um, even though it was kind of you know, bulky on her. It's looking at it again. I don't know how I didn't catch that in the first place. <laughs> um, but yeah, just a great iconic scene. Right. And uh, the funny thing is here, um, I, John, I guess you're our official uh, wasteoid Brandon correspondent now yeah. um, because uh, drunk Brandon, a lot more fun than mm-hmm. horny high on ecstasy. Brandon. I mean, I get that he, uh, He's really feeling himself on the uh, euphoria, but um, boy, also yeah. more attracted to Andrea. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but speaking of Andrea and and Steve, you know, it occurs to me that part of what uh, might draw them together is the fact that they may see one another as as sort of kindred spirits, right? Where. Yeah. Andrea has clearly been pining for Brandon. Um, I mean, she's pretty much openly talking about it with Steve. Mm -hmm. She knows he has been, you know, carrying the torch for Kelly forever. And Kelly has not given him the time of day, you know, over the course of two seasons now. So I kind of think they see each other as sort of these equally lovelorn people. And Andrea gets that Steve is a little bit more soulful than he lets on. Um, and yeah, they just sort of can relate on that level. Um, even though it's, it's not really something they talk about. Um, well, they also had this scene in season one on the bed. Oh yeah. Uh So like, there's a little bit of attraction there too, because Steve was kind of like ready to kind of close it. Yep. 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 So they, and they know that they've, they've had that past chemistry, right? Even though that's Mm -hmm. not talked about anymore either. (laughs) Um, so I, I mean, I, I totally buy into them. Um, if, if not as a full on couple, then at least dancing around the idea of it. Um, but yeah, the whole logistics here, I guess it's one of those, you got to act fast, right? And it's more important that Brandon and Emily do not drive than it is. We get this car home in one piece, but yeah, JT, to your point, there are two of them. Why doesn't Brenda drive? Dylan's car, Dylan drive. But at the same time, I don't know, maybe Dylan's looking at it as Brenda is still a very inexperienced driver. She just got her license. We're downtown. Can she even really be trusted to, like, all she has to do is follow me home, but still, like, it's Brenda. Um, So that could even end up even more disastrous, right? (laughs) Potentially. Um, So maybe he just, he just made the judgment call, right? Right. Brenda's not driving. Brandon sure as shit ain't driving, so yeah. we'll deal with the car in the morning. Right. Yeah. Um, I think he just knew that that things would only get worse the longer they stayed, and that Brandon yeah. wasn't going to finish coming down without them there. I mean, I guess, well, and Brenda needed to get home to cover, because there's a world where, like, Dylan could have left, dropped her off, and come back, you know, and kind of just, even if he wasn't with them, kind of just watch them True. from afar kind of thing, but he knows that you got to hit rock bottom. So he just figured, fuck it. We're out of here. They're going to, he's going to hit rock bottom and he'll deal with it in the morning. Like you said, Tim. Yeah. 
Kelly's driving. She's stressing out. David's a mess in the backseat. Kelly calls him a <laughs> dork and a puke meister. Yes. And <laughs> says, Donna made it. You made a big mistake with him. And Donna says, yeah, she's just trying to def- defer, yeah, defer off of it. And she's like, listen, we're going to get home. Jackie ain't home yet. You'll be safe and sound before she even gets there. And then we cut to Kelly's house. They walk in, and who's sitting there is Jackie in Kelly's room. Austin. And she is not happy. Uh, we go back to the club. Steve and Andrea pull up. Uh, but we hear sirens, and cops come screaming in at the same time. Steve wants to bail right away, but Andrea says it could be a major story. we got to go cover this for the blaze. Oh, my God. <laughs> Big story in the club. Uh, they see Brandon and Emily in the car still, and they flag down Steve and Andrea. Brandon's all huggy. He goes to kiss Andrea completely just on the lips, like right in front of Emily. Um, Steve's trying to piece together what the hell's going on. The cops come flying in. Emily says they're going to get out of there. Uh, Brandon starts tries to find his keys. He has no memory that Brenda and Dylan took them. Emily says she still has the stuff she paid for. She paid 50 bucks, and Steve's like, too bad. He rips it out of her hand and throws it away. Uh, Brandon asks Andrea about euphoria and Andrea is just completely appalled. Uh, we go to the next morning. Brenda's sitting up waiting for Brandon. He waltzes in at 6 a.m. Uh, she says she's been waiting up the whole time. Brandon says he feels like shit. Brenda says he violated the parents' trust. He kind of hand waves that. Brenda asks if Emily's so important he would do anything. And Brandon explains she's the one that slipped the dr- drugs in his drink. And he couldn't even get angry due to the drugs. He completely lost control. He had no handle on it. And in the moment, didn't care. Brandon says drugs are just a fake out. They're not cool. Uh, he did not enjoy it at all. They take away your real emotions, replace it with fake emotions. He was having all these great revelations, but nothing made sense when he realized what was going on. Brenda said she was worried that Brandon changed, but Brenda says, nope, I'm still my old boring self. I feel like crap, and now i got to get ready for work in an hour. Uh, Brandon asks if Dylan can take him to get his car, and Brenda's like, basically, I'll go with you. And he's like, no, you got to stay here, cover with Jim and Cindy. Uh, with what's going on, Dylan will take me. So Dylan and Brandon pull up to the club. Brandon's car is completely fucked up. It's stripped. It's spray painted, just trashed. Uh, Dylan says he's glad Brandon didn't see himself how he was. And Dylan says Emily was cold with that move. And Brandon says the drugs tore them apart, which was not her intention, which was to bring them together. Dylan asks if Brandon's going to tell Jimbo about the stang. And that's a little quote. And Brandon says there's no lie big enough to cover what happened to him. Um, mm. So how do you feel about this before we get to the home stretch? Um, you know, we're getting to the wrap up now and it's, it's sort of, um, this is where it, uh, the episode starts to turn into a little bit more of that after school special territory, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where it gets a bit preachy, it's kind of doing this, you know, moral panic thing over drug abuse, but at the same time, it, it rings a little bit hollow because at the end of the day, like spoiler alert, our, our lesson learned is don't do drugs, kids, right? Yeah. Um, especially in a club. But, especially in a club. But Brandon didn't really make the decision to do drugs. He, if anything, he was a victim here, right? Um, so it's a little bit like, don't, I, I don't know, be careful who you associate with or, or be more aware of your surroundings. Like it just, I don't know. It, it feels like it's trying to have it both ways where it's, it's letting Brandon off the hook for not really doing anything, which I mean, he didn't, um, but is getting a little on its high horse about, Oh, you know, you can't do this. You know, you're going to think you're having a great time, but really look what can happen here are the consequences. And, you know, I don't know. It, it gets a little, this is where it starts to 
it starts to feel like uh like they had to say this you know like there was some network pressure or something at the end where they had to take it in this this direction because it it just feels like it, it takes a a sharp left turn here at the end with the whole now we've got to go and get the car and oh you know the the little talk between brandon and brenda <laughs> feels very season one to me like it just i don't know i feel like we're kind of past this but they still they still got to go there sometimes i guess they have to be mindful of their audience i get it but um this was not as it was just a little bit clunkier than mm-hmm. I think we've seen this show be capable of when it when it tackles the I mean, big. They're, they're struggling between being the after school special and being the soapy drama, right? Like right now, like yeah, season are. one, very afternoon special, but now they're serializing more. They're getting more into dramatic stuff, but it seems like they still feel like maybe they got to put the message out there for kids. And to your point, it's shoehorned in. I feel like it, two years from now. They don't even think about doing that. It's just like, no. oh, you know, yeah. Brandon gets back. He's mad at Emily. It's dramatic. Like, they're not giving the drugs a bad message. And they're better about that. Even when they are clearly right. trying to send a message, they, they get much better at it. And I think even at this point in the show, they they have been better at it. Um, I mean, look at the look at the Halloween and Kelly and, and what almost happened with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought was very well handled. Um, despite, you know, getting very dark, uh, I, I thought the writing was pretty on point, but, um, here it's just like, you can, you can, like you say, you can really feel that, that tension between what this show wants to be and what it's still sort of maybe forced to be. Um, and it, it just really comes out in that scene where, where Brandon's getting home and has the heart to heart with Brenda. Yeah, and JT, you're right that, you know, in future seasons, they would speed right past this and we yeah. would be right into a confrontation with Emily or we would be into really dealing with the repercussions. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, it feels like all of a sudden we slam on the brakes so that mm-hmm. Brandon can basically stare into the camera and say, you know, drugs have this effect on the brain instead. Right. And, yeah. you know, yeah. even like his, it's supposed to bring us together. It really tore us apart. Like all of it is like, whoa. Mm-hmm. It feels like the kind of stuff you would watch a like a sitcom episode and they'd come and talk to you afterwards. Like right. characters yeah. would break character all of a sudden be like, you know, we deal with a lot of heavy stuff on this show. <laughs> but, and yeah, it felt like it took away from that. Uh, so hopefully in future seasons, we'll see them kind of skip past that and ease more into the just letting the characters live. Uh, what I've kind of found confusing on this rewatch was just playing out i thought brandon had the early shift like he was supposed nad said the night before you got that no early he did shift. he said he had to go to work yeah but then he goes to go look for his car and then he comes home he doesn't go and then he says he's got to go to work so all this is happening in like an hour i'm so. guessing maybe he just called and said i'm gonna be late i have to yeah. my car I had to be something like that but yeah, yeah you're right yeah, I mean, the timeline's I, a little shaky because he yeah. says he has to be in an hour to brenda which right. I guess if you want to give or take, we'll call it maybe an hour, an hour and a half or something. Um, we don't know how far the club was. I don't know if they said where it was at. They no. said downtown, which can mean anything. Um, <laughs> but it's 7 a.m. or 6.30 a.m. There's a chance. But still, Dylan had to get to the walkhouse. Yeah. Figure that's, you know, he's right. going to wake up Dylan. He's going to drive there, drive him back. That's going to be at least a half hour just to get to the yeah. club. If not an hour. Yeah. Right. They sit there pontificating for at least 15 minutes. <laughs> They drive home. Yeah, they're at the table. Emily comes over. So he had to have called that and said, look. Probably has to file some sort of police report about his right. car being there at some point. Yeah, well, how do they get it back 
do they yeah. tow it? I mean, I don't think he's driving that thing. So. Well, I mean, he's also got to have the conversation with Jim and Cindy yeah. and with Emily, as we're going to get to. Um, I mean, he is literally getting dressed for work in that last scene, but um, they must have. He must have called. I'm going to be late. That's he must have said, "Look, uh, to no surprise, I'm going to be." <laughs> Nat knew when he saw them going out that night. Right. So he's all dressed. He said, "Just going to the place." Oh, I know. Exchanging <laughs> an egg does not go well. That's <laughs> not in this town. Uh, so Jim's not happy. He grills Brandon about what happened. Brandon and Brenda try to navigate the story. Jim says he doesn't believe Brandon was drugged, but Brandon says, "No, I was. I was drugged. Trust me." It's like so ridiculous. I think, to, like at this time and place of like the guy being drugged, um, yeah. that no one believes it when Brandon says it. They all think he's just using it as a lie. Cindy's not happy at all. She says, you know, basically drugs are a big deal when they were in college. And I saw some casualties and it's not the last time we'll hear about Jim and Cindy, you know, being hippies, basically growing up <laughs> their drug years. Yes. Uh, Brandon's rattled with, he's got a headache and Jim asks him who drugged him. And you get that split second where you think he may drop the dime on Emily, but he says, uh, could have been anyone. I don't know. Emily shows up. Brent answers the door, gives her the stank eye. Emily says she feels terrible about the car and basically says it wasn't my fault, though. <laughs> Miss straight up says it like it wasn't on me. Emily mm-hmm. comes in. She tells Brandon she can't believe what happened to the car. Cindy asks Emily what happened last night. Emily says I spent the whole night trying to keep Brandon in line. He was a mess. Jim is mad that Brenda left Brandon. Uh, Brandon defends Brenda. He says, yeah, I told her to go and, you know, whatever, get home. Uh, Brandon says I'm going to pay to fix the car because working my butt off to pay for car damage is my life. That's all he does. Uh, Cindy wants to go to the doctor, (laughs) get Brandon checked. Brandon says he's fine. Uh, Emily goes to talk to Brandon. Brandon tells her he has a massive headache. Brandon gives Emily the riot act. He says he can't trust her ever again with all her lies and actions. Emily says she thought it would bring them closer together, but Brandon's basically not having any of this shit. Emily wants to pay for Brandon's car, but Brandon doesn't want her money. And basically breaks up with her. Emily says no, nobody's perfect. Uh, no one can be as perfect as Brandon. And Brandon says, I'm not perfect. I'm just honest. And he meant he didn't want to do drugs. And that was it. And there'll be no next time. Uh, Brandon says he needs space. Emily says, how long? And he says, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, Emily tells Brandon some of the stuff he said to her about never having such intense feelings for a girl. And Brandon says, well, I guess I was on drugs. So basically just which is it was kind of a douche move as she earned it but like he's basically saying it's all lies because i was high uh andre shows up at the peach pit she goes to talk to brandon she tells her how worried she was for him brandon apologizes and andre says she's here for him and brandon says maybe someday i'll tell you the whole story uh brandon asks andre what do you do when you care for someone uh but that person wasn't who you thought and andrea kind of dodges it and says i'm gonna show you something and they go Really hammer home the PSA with the old <laughs> crack the egg in the pan. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. They kind of play a little bit for a laugh, but, you know, for real as well. Yeah. And Tim, that wraps up the episode. Uh, so what did you think of this final home stretch? Eh, they stumble a little bit in the back half. Really, mm-hmm. really the last quarter, I would say. Um, like, I think we could have done without the, the Brandon and Brenda heart to heart. Yeah. Because right after that, it's it's pretty much back to okay no this show is a soap opera because you know it's it's them trying to get their story straight for for Jim and Cindy and it's notably also uh Brandon not ratting Emily out which you would think right. he would totally do in a, in an episode that is very much about moralizing and doing the right thing and now we have to take the high road and and be honest and and 
you know, really face the facts of this situation. No, we're not doing any of that. We're still kind of, we're, we're still kind of playing some games here. It feels like, and, uh, complete with, um, Emily showing up. I mean, <laughs> couldn't have been better timing on her part. Right. And, um, she has no idea what uh, he has or has not told his parents yet. She's already got her own story ready. And if anything, puts it back on Brenda, right? Like, why would you, you know, why would you leave him there kind of thing? And now Brenda looks like the asshole. Um, so the way, the way she turned her, turned it around, um, I know she's just trying to save face, but, um, you know, again, not a real good look there, Emily. And, um, and we get the the big blow up. So I think a lot of this whole don't do drugs, yada, yada, yada stuff could have been more effectively communicated between the characters and their dialogue rather than making it feel like, as John put it, the show pumps the brakes and we essentially have that character delivering a speech to the audience. You know, um, I, I think they could have they could have gotten away with all this if it was all, you know, just character interactions because that all works a lot better. Um, granted, the, the last scene with Brandon and Andre at the Peach Pit is... Um, I wonder how many people would even still get that reference. Like, what mm -hmm. age do you have to be before that's just totally over your head, right? Um, but that was a, you know, just very, very, very prominent PSA for those of us of a certain generation. Um so for it to work its way into this is again like one of the I mean, I'll just say probably my most 90s <laughs> moment of the episode. So um yeah, that's kind of where we leave it. Um pretty enjoyable episode for the most part, if not for a, a few missteps and and some clumsy writing towards the end there. Yeah. Yeah, we've come a long way with Emily Valentine. And I uh -huh. think in this episode, we really, especially these last two scenes, uh, we solidify her, you know, again, for wrestling terms, like her heel turn is right here, where she just immediately, how she's able to turn it on Brenda and be uh -huh. like, well, Brenda, you're the one who left him there alone. How could, and then Jim and Cindy is suddenly are like, I can't believe it. Brenda, you're, you're, you're doing this. And, uh, it's a shame because the the character came into this show in that first episode is oh go don't judge a book by its cover you know she's actually she's this good-hearted person and actually really really engaging character we saw them fall in love like i guess fall in love but really grow together and now it feels like and then back into this episode they're like no crazy they look crazy they are crazy <laughs> and, we're, and we're we're gonna go down that path uh now with emily so we've we've seen that shift as well I agree with you, Tim. Kind of a stumble at the end, but uh, definitely setting the wheels in motion for, okay, we're going to have to have some sort of uh, consequences here for Emily and the Emily-Brandon relationship. Yeah, and I... I'm, I it feels like it's like Angelina on Jersey Shore, where like I feel like her... <laughs> intentions were right like i really think she thought this would be a good thing that brandon would enjoy it that I'd bring them close together she really loves brandon she's into mm -hmm. him a lot like i think she wants to be part of the group a bit but she just goes about it the wrong way and fucks it up right so i feel like then she doubles down because she yeah is trying to keep brandon 
Um, and this is her approach or her, like, I feel like her intentions are good, but her approach is what's wrong. So I, that's why I feel like she doesn't make her like a pure bad guy. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's more, mm-hmm. yeah, it's unintentional. Like it's Larry David esque in a way where like, yeah. she can't get out of her own way where she just made that one slightly different decision and not slipped a drink, you know, things could have been completely different, but then she just triples down at the end. So. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I'll just bluntly state it. She doesn't seem like a crazy person. And no. Yeah. I think the perception of this character by people who have seen the show and sort of know where we're headed. I'm like you in that I'm, I'm a bit in the dark when it comes to this era. I mean, it's been since I was a child, since I've seen these episodes mm-hmm. and I, I kind of know, I mean, I know the broad strokes of where things are going to go with Emily in our next, I guess just our next episode or two, maybe. Um, and it's like for her to go from, to get from here to there, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about like, Hmm. It, it seems like that's a, that's taking a pretty bold step and it's making some, um, big choices <laughs> with this character that I'm wondering how, I guess, earned it's going to feel is, is right. what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Like, it, and the reality is I like, I, I want to keep going. I want to keep watching <laughs> just, you know, the entire Emily saga in one shot here, but I, I've got to pace myself because mm-hmm. you know <laughs> if I, if I watch it now, I'm not going to re- remember and be fresh for our next show. But, um, part of me just wants to keep going here. Do you think we needed one more episode before this, or do you think they've established their affair, like love affair strongly enough? Cause it did get ramped back up. It was Halloween. They well, kind of rekindled. Yeah. That was right. just two episodes mm-hmm. ago. We had the one banging in Scott's childhood bedroom, <laughs> which wasn't even really about himself. them. Yeah. Right. And then this where they're all yes. in, do you feel like we needed one more like of them I'll tell you together? This, or do you think it, we're kind of good in a season with 28 episodes, which is mm-hmm. not even as many episodes a season as, as this show will have, it wouldn't hurt. Right. I mean, it wouldn't feel like, I, I don't feel like that would, that would slow the momentum at all with, Right. that many episodes to fill if, if you i think did. it just speaks it's to the crazy. wonkiness that we've mentioned yeah. before like that emily was you know showed up and then kind mm-hmm. of was gone for a while then they brought her back for sweep like so yeah it feels like they could have done a little more work with her and brandon and being together it's nuts to me the pacing of these storylines and how fast they blow through things mm-hmm. even though they have that many episodes right, right. i mean it's they they go through three seasons worth of material for a. This next one feels like it could be a finale, really. I oh mean, yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So all right, let's get to our awards uh, to wrap things up here. Best scene. There's a few options. I ended up going with Brandon Emily just on the car, Dylan yelling party, David puking, like that whole post leaving the club scene where you first see them and you know just all that. I've got to agree with you. It, it's such an iconic. I mean, when I thought of this episode, I, I was really, that was the one scene I remembered and, and was looking forward to the most. And it, it did not disappoint, especially with the knowledge now that he's wearing her jacket. Like, <laughs> at some point he completely lost his shirt and blazer. And it's like, yeah. all right. <laughs> it's yeah. It's outside the club. It's Dylan yelling party to becoming yeah. like the, the sober friend is talking him out of it, like giving him the keys. It's, it's brand it's brandon with the like 
one shoulder slumped down with the, like the jacket kind of falling off looking on it's just iconic look for the whole scene yeah that party back to back with david puking was fantastic <laughs> yes uh all right most important scene i kind of went with a double shot one was brandon dumping emily kind of combined with steve giving andrea the pep talk to get back in the game mm. because it, it kind of brings back something we thought maybe was done and that's Andrea may have a shot now because Brandon and Emily look like they're cooked. Andrea, mm-hmm. you know, maybe been lingering kind of there, the friend with the shoulder and ready to go. Right. So when Steve pepped her back up, like, Hey, you get a shot, Just give yourself a shot. So. Yeah. I mean, it does very much make it seem like they're, they're heating up, they're reheating uh, the Brandon Andrea thing, which mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, now I find myself questioning light spoilers, I guess, when they decided, nope, that's not what we're going to do with them. Um, and at one point, they just drop it. And, right. and Well, I feel we do add back to it yeah. from what I remember. God, there's such a not I even, feel like even again, season three, again, it's will kind they, of a won't thing. They? Yeah. Well, like, I think even season three, right? When they're back at the beach club and stuff, aren't there some scenes still with them? Like maybe kind of. But it's like how long and, and to what right. end do we keep dancing around this with them? Right. Like it Right. I'm curious um, if is it a dropped thing or do they give a hard no? You know? Yeah. With Brandon yeah, Justin or with Steve? With Brandon, with Brandon, with Brandon and, Andrea. and Andrea, is there a yeah, hard? She, it's not going to work. She eventually or... starts dating. Yeah, she, she like he finally comes around. I think at the beach right. club, and she's like, "I've moved on, and I'm with the, I'm dating the other guy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. That's, yeah. Dan, what's his face? Right. Um, <laughs> the, the the RA or whatever. Um, well, that's later. No, season three. Oh, John's you're talking about the is, season three beach club stuff. Yeah, sorry. when they're at the beach club um, in season three with the deaf kid. Like, that's what I always remember. With the, the, oh, God. The, the deaf kid, the deaf kid, the racist girl. Yeah, because <laughs> oh, he, he tries yeah. to start. He tries to get back with Andrea then, and she's like, "You had your chances, like f off." Yeah. You know. See, yeah. yeah, this is you remembering those that season and those episodes yeah. better. Than, like I, I really my recollection kicks in more like season four. Anyway, um, most important. Um, I guess I guess the breakup between Brandon and, and Emily, such as it is, uh, just because you can see how hard it is for him to do this. Is this is his first steady relationship on the show? Mm-hmm. Every everything else has been one and done with him. He's you know you joke about how the protagonist of a lot of these shows they have like the girlfriend of the week. Look at Seinfeld, right? Yeah. Um, but this is she's been the one recurring, like actual girlfriend for him. So it's a big deal. Um, to see them split and over, and, and I see why. I mean, this is this pretty serious thing that a very a very serious line that she crossed, and uh, the fact that this is you would think that's going to be the end, right? We're not going to see this character again. Um, but the fact that we do just kind of shows how far this show has come, and and you know, in terms of its it's characters and it's format and it's, it's whole, you know, the fact that it's more of a, you know, a primetime soap now. Uh, I think that breakup speaks to, and the fact we're going to see her even later down the line, you know, yeah. speaking of season four. Um, so yeah, just, just a lot going on there that will play out later. 
Yeah, it's the breakup scene. It's, you know, it sets in motion what we're going to get for next episodes. And it's just a benchmark for Brandon and Emily's relationship mm -hmm. that evolves over time and is something that we we circle back to in seasons to come. Most and 90s. Yeah, Brandon finally getting to address a relationship. We've only seen him with the the girl in the pilot or with the yeah. his girlfriend from back home, home who came yeah. to visit and you know, maybe Kelly, but then no, she's like a sister. There's he's we finally have given him something to work with and he's in experiencing those feelings and breaking up as opposed to just being Brenda pining for Dylan. So it's it's yeah. it's a nice character depth him instead. All right, most nineties look. I I went David's attire. I, I don't know. There, there was they all could have been in the mix here, but I liked. <laughs> I think David's was kind of on brand as usual. Um, I kind of went Donna. We don't see a lot mm. of it, but as they are entering the club, she's in all black for one thing. Um, we joked about how they realistically they all look pretty out of place, mm -hmm. but at least like Kelly, Donna, and. Emily and Brandon to some extent are like trying harder than, than Dylan and Brenda who just seem very clueless. Um, but Donna in particular has like these thigh high boots. I think it's hard to tell exactly. And just um, kind of like this midriff skirt. She's like, she's dressed very undonna, but mm -hmm. seems halfway appropriate for where they are. Uh, which is sort of telling for that character, right? Um, and it, it it does look very nineties. Yeah, it's 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 David's shoulder pads with a with an honorable mention to Kelly's paintings of herself that always crack me up in her room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, most nineties uh, moment. I mentioned mine earlier: the underground drug club expose. I'm gonna go the uh, this is your brain on drugs. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, reenactment at the end. Absolutely, yeah, brain on drugs. You know, any questions? Just straight to the point. Let's go. And that that commercial did run very often. And once again, we have a plot that could not even exist today because of right. cell phones. Um, yes, yes. It's just Steve Andrea, and Andrea. And Steve. Yeah, maps, Steve Google Maps, any of these things that yeah easily. Would have uh huh. Done. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right, best lesson learned, don't go to a drug club. <laughs> if you don't know what you're getting that into. That sums it up. <laughs> uh, best hookup for the third straight, Brandon and Emily, for me. Yeah. Obviously, it's hard to debate this one. I, I don't know how you can argue. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Steve and Andre were good. But... Steve and Andre a little bit, but yeah. All right, best quote, I went, I mean, yeah, party is definitely. And then he's a dork and a puke meister from Kelly. <laughs> I've got that one also. Um. So the joke that the that David made on the day uh, yeah. for, I did actually <laughs> take that one. It's not my favorite, but I, I just wanted to get it. George Bush, get it one. out there. Is yeah. It's a, he and Donna are like dancing up a storm. He's drunk as shit. Donna's like, oh, got to sit down. I'm bushed. <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> George or Barbara? Hits <laughs> <laughs> him straight up. Like, yeah. Way. She's like, she's what? like, what? I think he even says it again, and she's like, um... But, uh, yeah. Oh, and uh, at the beginning, uh, during the just the banter between Brandon and Emily, he uh, uh, he says to her, I kind of like the idea of your books in my locker. Mm -hmm. Damn. That's kind of... 
inappropriate for uh, yeah. primetime weeknights <laughs> on Fox. I had uh, Emily Valentine when they're hemming and hawing out outside the club and talking about maybe going to a movie and saying the showtimes are nothing, everything's already started. Emily Valentine hits him with, we're way past popcorn and gummy bears. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Final grade. I liked this one uh, quite a bit. You know, in, in hindsight, you may think, oh, that's a 10, right? I think it's one of those ones you think mm-hmm. of with Scott mm-hmm. and some of the other tens we've given, but uh, Tim, you mentioned it, like it kind of sputtered down the back, but it is a super important episode. It's really well done. There's some funny stuff. There's well shot stuff. So I ended up going eight and a half out of 10, which is, that's the same as the pool hall episode. And it felt similar to that to me um, in like stakes. So. Yep. I'm right there with you. I'm also at an eight and a half out of 10. I thought I would go higher. Part of me wants to go higher, but. I think we've had just a such a strong run of episodes, really mm-hmm. from, gosh, that, you know, Andrea might be leaving right through uh, Halloween, through Dead Scott. Now, you know, it, we can tell it sweeps, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, this one was like, I, I remember it as a standout in, in my head going into it. And it just, because they did stumble a little bit towards the end, I, I knocked it a little and it, it not to say it, it isn't um, not to say it, it isn't deserving of, or, or in the same echelon of what we've uh, watched here recently. It's, it's just a bit of a step down, you know, we're coming off of a, a, an all timer and in uh, Scott's death. I mean, that one really blew us all away. Um, so th- this is, this is of course going to feel like a bit of a come down. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah, I definitely thought this was going to score a lot higher just based off memory. And I think it part of that is they're the iconic ideas of the drug euphoria. You know, now yeah. it's made up ecstasy euphoria and, you know, the exchanging yeah, yeah. egg. Just those two ideas are so ingrained that I know, oh, yeah, from this show. Uh, but it doesn't quite hit those highs of even Emily's first episode this season that was just nonstop and especially off the run we've been having. So mm-hmm. uh, sitting in that, like I'd, I'd even go to like just an eight because that, that, that back end kind of, kind of tails off a little bit for me. All right. Let's get to our trackers uh, for new characters. I think I just had the euphoria salesman. Um, I don't know, I guess. Right. No, no one else really like there's a couple of name drops, but no one significant. I don't think. Carrie, whoever that, that, that Emily f- pretended to see. Right, fake, yeah, <laughs> fake friend. Yeah. Um, relationships. I had Brandon and Emily, Don and David, and Steve and Andrea. Yeah. Pla- places and things. I had the Egg Club. I don't. I don't know if they ever said the name of it. It's my Egg <laughs> Club. Um, and then the convenience store. Yes. Well, two. Yeah, I, I guess, guess technically two, two convenience stores, yeah. right? You've seen Brandon's car, right? So that's not new. We've seen Dylan's. Was that that was the first episode of Dylan's car, right? No, we've seen that before. Yeah, we've we saw. Yeah, that's probably the bulk of it, I guess. Yo, Euphoria. I'm going to put that down. Kelly's bedroom, I guess we've seen, but I don't know that we've got as good a look of it as we did. Like it. Right. Oh, well, yeah. We, I mean, we kind of had the whole character. Taylor house, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, I'm going to put the Euphoria down since this place is and things. But um, all right. Uh, songs, according to our little site here, come inside with the Thompson twins. 
when they arrive at the club. Dominion by the Sisters of Mercy when Emily is telling Brandon about Euphoria. Uh, the Beginning by Seal is when Emily slips the drugs into Brandon's drink. Go by Tones on Tail when Emily tells Brandon about the drugs. And Don't Fight It, Feel It by Primal Scream when David's throwing up and they're leaving the rave. <laughs> okay. So that's uh, whatever it is there. Uh, all right, let's get to our character rankings then. Um, so uh, we have Scott, Mel, Iris, and Henry are all zeros. Uh, I put Nat at the bottom. I figured he's probably the worst of this, but he only has a couple scenes. Mm-hmm. So I gave him the five. Uh, I, I think I'd probably go Cindy and then Jim next, I guess. Below Jackie? Oh, or Jackie, or Jackie. May Jackie next, then Cindy, then Jim. Probably Jackie, yeah, then Jim and Cindy. I, yeah. I think Jim is a little better than Cindy. Probably. Not buying the whole, you got drugged to eat. Right. <laughs> Come on. Um, then, I think I'd go Kelly. Yeah. She was fucking annoying in this episode. She sucked. Yeah. I mean, she has her moments, but she's, but she's kind of here to play that. that it's shitty... just a strong episode for a lot of people, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't um, she more consequential than Donna, who's just kind of like, I think see, I like taking... Donna in this episode. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, it's, it's so I think it really is like Kelly, Andrea, Donna. And I think Brenda's kind of next, but then Steve is in there too. I don't know. I guess that four: Kelly, Donna, Andrea, Steve. Like, what's mm-hmm. what's that? I guess I'm okay with Kelly at the bottom of that group. Um, I'd probably go Donna next, then some. Probably Andrea. Andrea. Steve. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I've liked Donna a lot actually in this run. I, I, I liked her a lot in the Scott episode. Yeah. Um, I kind of like her and David so far. She's just, they're presenting her well in all this. Like, she yeah, right. wants to have a good time. She's kind of torn, you know, between Kelly and with David, and she's kind of standing up for herself. And maybe Steve's pep talk did her some good. And so it's, yeah, she's been pretty good the last year. Yeah. Um, it's, she's still not being given a lot of lines, but right. they're, they're trying to make more of a character out of her, certainly. All right. So then we got the next batch is Brenda, Dylan, and David. I think I'd go in that order. Order. Well, I guess I could have Dylan last, even though I think he's better than Brenda in the episode. But uh, what do you think? I'd go Brenda then Dylan. Yeah, yeah, I'd go Brenda then Dylan. Dylan has Brenda's kind of annoying. Yeah, David. well, not annoying. She just she didn't have a lot going on here. And right. Dylan at least has some some very funny, as he said, the physical comedy and and some of the lines that <laughs> that come from him is is pretty good. Um. So, top three, David, Emily, Brandon. What's your order there? I think that might be it. David yeah. and Emily, that you think Brandon's at the top? I think Brandon takes it this time. Yeah. 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 Brandon has, Brandon's the one who has to cope with everything that's happening, you know, who has the actual arc of his you know, from, from being hesitant of doing drugs to then actually like feeling the euphoria of them and then having to come to grips with the fact that the person he cares about and trusts, he has to kind of break with. So it's a more important story for him. And Emily's kind of, for as much as she's 
you know, the bit that the catalyst for all of this is still kind of on fringes and only it really in scenes with Brandon. So yeah, I'd put her, uh, put Brandon above her. Okay. David with a number three showing up pretty strong. He was good in this episode. I, I liked him a lot. Yeah, yeah, he was sneaky good here. I think he's yeah. been he's been really good the, in the last few too. Like I've, him and Don have really come on. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed them quite a bit. Uh, all right, Tim, what's going on in the world of uh, our podcasts here? Well, the world of our podcast. So that includes the podcast you're listening to right now. 9021 no so uh so if you like what you're hearing please subscribe would help us out a lot um and leave us a review if you would on apple Podcasts. always i there's that part of me that still wants to say itunes i know right uh, but <laughs> I, I guess that's out apple Podcasts is in but you can still leave a review today very good non-monetary way to support the show um you know, you can reach out to us as well on the social media platform of your choosing. We are on, not really on Twitter, but if you want to get in touch on Twitter, you can hit me up. I am at Psych68CYKE68 on Twitter. We have an Instagram. It is uh, 9021NOSO uh, on Instagram, right? Um so you can find us there. You can find us. Um, I have some presence. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to step up my presence, I'll say, on Reddit as well. There is a dedicated Beverly Hills 90210 subreddit. So you'll see me posting in around there, um, plugging the podcast. So um, I don't know. Reach out and, and connect today on Reddit if, if you're so inclined and you're a Reddit user. I, I want to get more active, um, step up my game. And, and just promote the show. Uh, and we have an email, uh, Gmail, which is uh, 902anoso at gmail.com. Right, very so, good. So, um, yeah, lots of ways that you can reach out to us uh, with, you know, any comments, questions. We will read it on air if you want to, uh, again, drop us a line in any, on, in any of these, uh, through any of these methods. Um, Ready to cook. We are Ready part to cook, of Tim. I got him. You got, got them the already. You got the numbers. My God. Well, I didn't get a chance. So I'll save you some breath tonight. Jesus. Couldn't plug the greater North South sure. Connection. Check it out. NorthSouthConnection.com. Everything you need right there. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Here's our uh, episode rankings. Uh, bottom four, Scott, Mel, Iris, Henry with zero. Nat with five. Jackie with six. Then Cindy, Jim, Kelly. Donna, Andrea, Steve. Brenda, Dylan, David. Emily and Brandon at the top. Here's our season two cumulative rankings. We had Iris uh, still last with 16 points. Mel with 19. Jackie with 24. Scott uh, permanently at 38. Matt at 46. Henry at 47. Emily at 73. Cindy at 121. Jim at 127. Andrea 131. Tied with Donna at 131. Kelly's at 139. David at 140. I'm sorry. Steve at 137. David at 142. Uh, Dylan at 185, Brenda at 190, and then Brandon's really outpacing the season at 209. Wow. Uh, here's our all time we have Iris at last at 16, Mel at 19, Jackie at 37, Henry at 47, Emily at 73, Nat at 96, Scott at 102 is where he's going to finish, 
Donna at 212, David at 268, Andrea at 274, Jim at 285, Cindy at 288, Kelly's at 308, Steve at 328, Dylan at 344, and we jump up uh, by quite a bit to Brenda at 433, and Brandon still in first at 450 all time. So there's your character rankings. Uh, John, thanks for joining us. It was a great time. Appreciate it Thank as you. always. We'll get you back soon. Absolutely. Tim, we got a big one coming up in three weeks, so be sure to oh stay with gosh. us. We appreciate uh, everyone who listens and shares and leaves feedback. Thank you very much. Tim,